Testing, testing. Is anybody out there? Pritchett, are you out there? Barely. received a super chat in a stream the obvious answer is me that was my Come birthday on. present when i was 12 years old and you haven't played since i have the uh what do you have i have the what what is it the super nintendo classic how to turn us on <laughs> we're here don't go away and I, i've been oh I've been there practicing, we are so uh one of those games oh, maybe man. it's i've been practicing with those games those fights those old NES classic fight games. So I might be yeah. able to take it. Anything with two buttons or less, I can still do it in video controllers, game stuff with more than that. Can't do it. So, um, welcome you, to Trinity radio. I'm Jonathan Pritchett. And along with me is Braxton Hunter. And today we are going to talk about homeschooling. Yep. Um, because, a lot of people are going to do homeschooling for the first time now, right, Pritchett? Well, or they have been since uh, since the yeah, but the school year is just starting, you yeah. know. And, and so some people yeah, did the whatever the school wanted them to do for the last little bit, whether yeah. that was online or whatever. But now Take they're going more. starting the year off, kick off brand new school year, and they're starting from ground zero in homeschool. And so what you're going to get here, if you've never heard of Trinity Radio before, I'm Braxton Hunter, as he said. He's Jonathan Pritchett, as he said. And we are going to talk about the worldview issues and the criticisms that people like you are going to get if you start homeschooling. Yes, I've noticed that. OK, so my we I have two kids at the house that are being well, they're teenagers that are being homeschooled. And so we frequent the homeschool forums. And it's not just the public schools where you can either show up or opt out and do their at home plan course that those parents have shown up on the homeschool forums too asking what do we do because they're in a panic but there are also people that over the past couple months have decided that they are just if that's what the school is offering either show up and wear a mask all day and and social distance and all of that then it's just going to be we're just going to stay home and try homeschooling anyway so there's a lot of people first time homeschool didn't know anything about it they're just giving it a shot this time. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that might be you out there. Yeah. And you, you're going to get a lot of criticisms from people uh, occasionally, and you're certainly going to find them online. Yeah. And so we're here to provide a little uh, bit of reason, and uh, I think we're it's appropriate for us because you're a whole homeschool family. Uh, Misty homeschools your kids. Yeah. Well, I, I I do the PE and do the Bible every night. So. Yeah. I help contributions. Some. Yeah, a little by comparison. Yeah, she does. She helps. Yeah, and um, and uh, 
I uh, have one homeschool kid and one non-homeschool kid. One kid in the public school system. So I feel like we make a couple of good people to talk about this. You've had kids that were in charter schools, Christian schools, public schools. Right. The whole so thing. all my kids started in public schools. Then they uh, they they went. I had my oldest son went to a charter school after after being you know not satisfied with what he was getting at the, at the public school. We had our kids put in the Christian private school, and then now our younger two teenagers are being homeschooled and have been since 2018. So we've we've done we've done it. Plus, I graduated from a public school, and you did not graduate from a public school. No, I went to Christian school my whole life. Right. I was homeschooled for a short time. And uh, Slam RN says, Doctor Pritchett, where you been? Trinity Radio Extra. Plus, he was gone for a week and. Took off a couple of weeks to prepare for Yeah, and then he had uh, people that he thought was too important for me to show up and, and participate. So so, um, what, so let's get into this now. Uh, th- so th- what you're going to hear, one of, the, one of the, well, first let's make some caveats. And Pritchett and I slightly disagree on the caveats, at least the intensity with which we want to make certain statements. Okay. The caveats that I have are, I, I want to say that I understand that for some people, there's not as much of an option about whether or not they're going to send their kids to public school. We're not here to shame anybody for sending their kids to public school. I'm not here to shame anybody for sending I'm their kids to public school. I'm not shaming anyone for being uh, in public school. I I, my shame on that point, well, it's not, anyway. My shame is towards the church. Did yeah. you know that Sunday school was invented to give education to kids? That no. couldn't otherwise get an education. That's why Sunday school was invented to give education to kids that had to work. Because remember, there wasn't like you had to wait till you were 16 to get a job. You know, we talk about child labor in China, but America used to have child labor as well. And Sunday school was started to give uh, low-income children an education in the church because they couldn't do it during the week when other kids who could afford it went to school. So that's how Sunday school got started in case you were curious. And by the way, I still think that the church should be providing education, and they provided it for free then, and I think they should provide it for free now. But that's a whole different— that's a Trinity Radio extra rant. So this is actually turning into a good stream because we've got people sharing all kinds of opinions in the chat. Some people saying it's outlawed in my country and it's a good thing that it is. Other people saying it's great. I homeschool my kids. Other people saying uh, it can be, but, you know, whatever. So, uh, by the way, Chris Mullen— uh, welcome. I'm always glad to have my Norn Irish Norn Iron friends here. Um, thank you for being here. All right. So yeah. So here's my thing. For some people, there's not as much of a flexibility with your lifestyle, your right. situation. Single parents, lower income families can't necessarily do that. Some are working two or three. I'm sympathetic to all of that, and not so sympathetic to the churches that that don't step up and fill in that gap. But and uh, it's also true that uh, it's also true that some public schools, some specific public schools, I don't have a single objection. I mean, I mean, obviously there may be little nitpicky things you'd have at any school. Yeah, but Christian overall, school, otherwise, like yeah, yeah worldview wise or um, indoctrination wise or whatever. Yeah. you want to look at that. Uh, my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, went to a public school for a short time on the west side of Evansville and loved it. Yeah, loved everything about good, school. There's good schools in Evansville. Not all of them, but a lot of them are good schools in Evansville, regardless of uh, what uh, area of the city they're in. They're, they all do a pretty good job, some better than others. But mm-hmm. they're just—they're uh, what public schools you you would think when you think of school. You think of going to a public school and just learning reading, writing, math, you know, science, history, things like that. They actually focus on the things that you should focus on at a school. There's no social agendas very much at these schools here in Evansville. It's, it's very, uh, you know, and, 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 in the good sense, it's bland education It's here. We're going to teach you how to, uh, you know, learn how to speak properly and, and write properly and, and do math and just basic stuff. No over, you know, no sinister, uh, social engineering agenda that you hear a lot of Christians complain about rightly in some cases exaggerated in others, but none of that really happens here in Evansville. Evansville's boring. Yeah. So, so that's, so the point is some people have to use public school or feel like they do. Some public schools are doing really great teachers. Now we can't generalize about all teachers. 
Um, but there are a lot of great teachers who are having to put up with a lot and are getting paid far too little for what they have to put up with. And so um, there's a lot of teachers out there that I think deserve our praise. Yeah, and there's a lot that rightly deserve our scorn, ridicule, derision, and contempt because there are a lot of public school teachers that are, as many as there are good, there are bad public school teachers as well, and they are all trapped in a failing system and, you know, bound by horrific teachers' unions that are just awful. But, again, other than that, there are great great public school teachers. So those are our there. caveats. Now, let's jump right into this. So, first of all, one of the things that comes up quite a bit and has been an issue of a, a great deal of debate is um, the success rate. Like, do these kids do these kids come out knowing stuff? Are they prepared for college? Uh, as well as, uh, at least academically, as well as the um, social stuff we're going to get to in a minute. But are they academically prepared for college and for life? Do, do they know those things that they should know at that age? Now, um, real quick, someone brought up evolution that kids feel lied to when they get to college and they realize that there's this thing called evolution that they've never heard of before or that they've been told is a horrible tool of Satan and the enemy. Um, couple things about that. Obviously, I can't speak for everyone. I can speak from my experience growing up, the son of a pastor and evangelist and going to Christian school all a of fundamentalist my pastor. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 What do you um, think of fundamentalism? That was your background. I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, the, loud mouth, I'm definitely the person lungs, you, you want to talk about here. And I was aware yeah. of evolution. Yeah. I was aware of how evolution is supposed to work. You know, and but yeah, I was told that this isn't true and all those sorts of things. And then um, obviously there's a lot of Christians who accept it. That's not the point of this. The point is I knew what it was. In fact, part of telling me that it was false was to tell me how it worked. And as you're when you're really young and yeah. from some sources, as you get older, you're going to get a very cartoony sort of explanation of it. Yeah, that's but true. But there are going to be people in the Christian culture uh, in most cases. Obviously, there may be cases where it's not true. Who are gonna? Who are gonna? Uh, you know, tell you basically what the theory is. Yeah, uh, it, it all depends on the parents, really, because you have flexibility in the curriculum, and there are science curriculums out there available for homeschools from a Christian perspective that will address evolution for, in as fair a terms as possible, mm -hmm. while rejecting it and, uh, he, and giving the criticisms why. Yeah, they, they reject it, but they do present it, but. Uh, I'm sure some parents that don't want that in their home for whatever reason, which is also their right, um, mm -hmm. they, they may decide that the only thing they're going to do is demonize it and not even teach what it is. Mm -hmm. you know? now, and worldview issues aside, let me just say when it comes to evolution, forget, forget about the worldview issues that might be involved in, or, or not or whatever. The, the reality is, OK, you feel lied to when you come out. Of, I get that. OK. Everybody else that you're encountering or a lot of other people just accept this. You were taught that you shouldn't accept it. You might feel a bit lied to. First of all, do you think the people teaching you that were trying to lie to you? Do you think it was a lie or do you think they held a position that a lot of people don't agree with? I wonder if people who come out of uh, secular humanist families who are told, some of whom are told, not generalizing, but some of whom are told that the uh, that, that evangelicals, um, are homophobic and wish bad things to happen to homosexual people, and then they find out that this is not the truth. I wonder if those people feel lied to. Let me See, let you're me always going to feel lied to. You know who feels lied to? <laughs> I feel lied to when anyone under the age of 30 who says they were homeschooled didn't have a clue what evolution was when they went to college. That's when I, that's, I feel like I'm lied to when you say, oh, come on. And if you find You've out, you never heard of this. Come on. And if you ridiculous. find out in college what's really up with evolution, or what the professor thinks is really up, uh, is I mean, is that a, a huge problem? Most people sleep through. I mean, a lot of people sleep through high school anyway. You get to you get to college, you learn the truth. Okay, I mean, is that your one issue? Is that that's the big deal? Is about evolution? That's yeah. that's what this all revolves around. You're on Facebook every day, it. and you never heard. No, of I don't evolution. buy it. Okay, I'm out. On. Yeah, I'm out. I'm right. Buy it. That's sorry. That's I'm gonna I be straightforward. Like I don't know. People over um, the age of thirty that didn't grow up in the world of social media and all of that stuff, where everyone's talking mm -hmm. about every issue imaginable, mm -hmm. I'll give them a pass. That maybe that they grew up somewhere in Alabama or Kentucky and were homeschooled. What are you trashing and Alabama and Kentucky for? Okay, Arkansas. There you go. Right. <laughs> uh, fine. Um, but I, 
had homeschool friends in, in my church that are over the age of 30. Uh, John Winters and was um, some of those guys from Cedar Heights Baptist Church. Baptist, and they talked about evolution. Again, they did not accept it, but they did teach it for what what evolution says. And then they, exp- I mean, insofar as you teach anyone in a biology class for 10th mm-hmm. graders, I mean, it's not like they're going out of their way to, to give you even what you get in your gen ed biology class mm-hmm. at a community college. I mean, mm-hmm. they give you what they give you. And that's, but they, it's not like they're completely unaware of the idea. In fact, yeah. a lot of Christian homeschoolers will read Origin of the Species mm-hmm. because they read great books. Sure. And, you know, and, here, so. and, and, and uh, people are still saying in the chat, like, well, okay, well, that Nathan is saying, well, you, you're uh, that they're going to resent you more when you when you say you're not buying it and all those sorts of things. Uh, go ask John Winters right now. And he still doesn't buy it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, it's just uh, who? OK, the, the de- I'm denying their lived experience. I'm not denying their lived experience. Yeah. I, I get that you're upset about that. Yeah. And I get that you were taught otherwise. And let me just say. And this should be another caveat. That's not the only there, lived-in experience up, ever possible is yours. There are yeah. people who have Fine. videos. I saw one the other day who are atheist YouTubers who it was a bit more involved than they just weren't taught everything about evolution. That There was actually, at least what they're reporting, there, there was actually some, some really bad stuff going on. I'm not casting, I mean, I'm not including that. Obviously, I don't dismiss where there was really some abuse or some uh, something like that. That's that's not what I'm talking about. But guess what? In terms of dismissing people's lived experience, my lived experience gets dismissed on a daily basis right. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so or all the homeschool kids you know, that grew up let's rejecting, be adults here. yeah, who grew up rejecting evolution and still reject it and don't resent their parents for it. Yeah. You know, or yeah. apologetics has never converted a single person to Christianity, despite all. Every time mm-hmm. you provide evidence of that, they. They, yeah. That lived-in experience gets denied as well. So come yeah. on. All right. So let's so let's get on. So yeah. so there's that issue of are they going to be prepared for college? Are they going to be um, uh, those sorts of things? Socially yes. awkward. That well, for, no. First, let's talk about are they going to be prepared for college because and are they going to be uh, are they going to do as well? Because you can look at this up. There's been multiple studies. I have a, a well. Where did it go here? I have a Business Insider article from two years ago. There's stuff from this year. Um, Homeschool could be the smartest way to teach your kids in the 21st century. Here are five reasons why. Talks about uh, how they perform uh, so well. Uh, and and, and uh, they outperform on test scores. Let's see here. Uh, homeschooling students score about 72 points higher than the national average on a scholastic aptitude test, SAT. Uh, the average ACT score is 21. The average score for homeschoolers is 22.8 out of a possible 36 points. Homeschoolers are the 77th percentile on the Iowa test of basic skills. Um, and and so, the, so typically when, this, when people criticize this, it's not so much that they deny that the homeschoolers perform better on average. What they do is they criticize. Yeah, that, they're, they, they're not going to deny reality. <laughs> they, they, what they do is they, they give reasons why they think that is that should discount the, yeah. the findings. Uh, some of those are, well, students who take these tests are self-selecting. So we don't know homeschoolers overall are doing better than other students. But all SAT and ACT takers are self-selecting, regardless of how they were schooled. Right. However, there is no way to know if homeschoolers are taking these tests at a lower or higher rate than public or private school. This is not any longer the Business Insider article I'm reading from. This is, uh, I'll put the link, it's a web, we have kids.com giving the data here. Um, the demographic argument, okay, it's broken down, if broken down by demographics, homeschoolers may not fare so well. Homeschoolers tend to come from higher earning and better educated families, which may account for the higher scores, but they've controlled for that in certain situations. And they find out that homeschoolers still come out in the 70 or the 83rd percentile in that particular case. Um, That's with the controlling. For yeah, the with the controlling. Income, yeah. Higher, uh, but, and, and, and higher educated and higher income. And right? considering families. Those two things kind of go together a lot of times. Though. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and looking at two, two parents in the household. Mm. Right. Okay. Two on both sides there with that. Uh, sampling is sometimes done to compare homeschoolers to public school students. Critics point out that successful homeschooling parents may be more likely to allow their children to be tested than less successful homeschoolers. Look, you're taking the ACT. Like they say, everyone is self-selecting and taking the SAT and the ACT. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing about this. When you're taking this, you, um, it's not like the parents know ahead of time that their kid is definitely going to get a certain score. Yeah, everybody's going in to see what their score is going to be. No, right? they may have some indication if you do practice tests that they're going to do well, but you don't. You never know until it's over. 
but anybody can get access to the practice tests. You can go check them out at the library, or at least you used to be able to. Do you yeah. remember the day that you got up at six in the morning to get ready to take that test, the ACT? Did you? I did. Oh, by the way, shout out to Expanding Truth, a 14-year-old, you may be our youngest viewer, a 14-year-old homeschooled apologist. Glad you're here. My hero. Expanding Truth. Expanding truth, you were my you. hero. Yes, um, yeah, so awesome. so that so so they do perform academically well, right? They're they're prepared for college, right? And this idea that because this is what you're going to get if you're new to this, there are going to be people who say, "Oh, wait, you homeschool," um, and you may hear comments that that's kind of a backwoods kind of way to do things, not very enlightened, not very advanced. Well, if we're talking about how people do. They do well when they're right. homeschooled. Okay. And and um, on average now we gotta be clear, on average, homeschool kids will perform better than private school kids who on average perform better than public school kids. Those averages are generalities that have no bearing on whether or not your kid will do well in a public, private, or homeschooled environment. So you can take these averages and statistics and say that they do better, but that has that has nothing to do with your particular individual child in a public school, private school, or mm-hmm. uh, homeschool setting. So don't think that that just by picking homeschooling or private schooling over public schooling is going to be the silver bullet that does it. It's way more complicated than that because yep. there are public school kids that far and away do better than some homeschool sure, yeah, kids. Yeah, obviously. Are, are, so, That's just when you're talking right. about on average. Right. That, obviously so we average. want to keep that clear. But again, if you're going to talk about averages, though, mm-hmm. it's better enough that if you can do it and you want your kids to have a better shot, they are going to do better mm-hmm. on average. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it might be worth considering. Yep. By the way, several of you have said Jonathan looks in focus and I look out of focus, including none less than the Mike Winger. Um, and I just want you to know that that is because I am using for the first time ever a DSLR camera as my webcam. And if I turn on autofocus, there's a big white box that stays on the screen. And uh, so I have it on manual focus and I focused it on him because that's how benevolent I am. I'm trying to get back here where I'm with him, where I'm more but then in focus, do but stuff. then I can't get to the He's got to work the control panel. So just, on, I'm folks. sorry. I, I'm still working with it. Cameron Bertuzzi needs See, to help See, if we would just this. get more patrons, we'd have a guy off camera doing yes. all this stuff. But so we, You could buy us a guy to yeah. stand off camera. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Let's, so so that's, that's important to mention, I think. Next thing is... I look over there and you look fine. Social... Well, because that's because of your vision and how far away you are back there in focus. Okay. But so... um, Turn up the F-stop. Punchbowl haircut. You know I don't know. If it's more advanced than a Super Nintendo, we established this at the beginning of the show. Mm. We're out. All right. um, So uh, social stuff. Socially awkward. This is maybe the one you're going to hear the most. Well, your kids, they need that social interaction. Otherwise, they're going to be socially awkward. Uh, First of all, Kids going through puberty, 100% of them are awkward. I don't know if you're aware of that. But I've learned something in homeschooling. You're right. There are some weird homeschool kids. You know why those kids... I'm sorry if you're one of them. You know why there's some weird homeschool kids? It's not because they're homeschooled. It's because of weird homeschool parents. That's why you have the whole weird homeschool kids. But here's the thing. That criticism has stuck around since 20 or 30 years ago. The internet has changed everything. Your kids are interacting with other human beings, others of their friends. They're FaceTiming with them. They're talking with them. Uh, you know, all, all of that is happening. They're getting that social interaction. But not only that, now this isn't as, as much of an issue. I mean, I mean, you know, we're in COVID-19 days right now, so uh, you can't do this. But there are what we call homeschool co-ops. We were involved with two of them at the same time in our town. You know what happens with a homeschool co-op? Well, once a week, um, and if you have two of them twice a week, you go to one of these co-ops and, and they hang with out kids. with other kids. Yeah. And uh, did you go to choice? Did your kids go to choice? Is they went to the same one that you went yeah. to. And, and so that you hang out with other kids, you have a recess time, you, you have your social interaction, you even have classes. And you know, the great thing about it is, Hey, maybe Billy's dad is, has got a PhD in math. And, but he's not teaching anywhere. Oh, guess what? He can teach our math class. Oh, maybe this lady is, has a biology degree. We'll let her teach science. And you you have all this kind of stuff happening. And you want to know what's really sad is that 
that was at like Gateway Baptist Church where the co-op was, I think, in Newburgh, is that there was two homeschool uh, uh, families and, mm-hmm. that had their kids in that co-op that had parents with doctoral degrees that worked in a seminary. You know how much they volunteered to teach? <laughs> right. We hold our heads in shame. Right. <laughs> we right. didn't do anything. And I, right. We should have. And we should. Yeah. So, I mean. Of course, we weren't asked either. So. Yeah. I, she taught an apologetics class. Yeah. And I thought we could have done that. But. Yeah. What? What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that Noah and Sarah, my kids, took the apologetics class mm-hmm. at that co-op. And it would. it's almost like I did not want them to. Sometimes you. So. Did they use Core Facts as the textbook by Braxton Hunter? No. They used, oh, they used they evangelistic used, apologetics? No, they used... Um, Truth Bombs? No, they used they used a real apologist. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm trying to think... Kent Hovind, right? No, they used, they used the... No, they used a, several different things. I think some William Lane Craig, actually, and I think they... But, but the books that they assigned them was the... Um, Baker Handbook on Apologetics. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they're not socially awkward. Or the IVP pocketbook, maybe. If they're socially awkward, they would have been socially awkward. Yeah. If they're socially awkward because of homeschool, it's because you're not doing homeschool right. And you can totally do homeschool wrong. So here's one thing that happens as a result. If I go to to church and there's a a girl or a boy in public, particularly girls, maybe because I'm a man. If it Mm -hmm. was a woman, maybe the boys would be different. But if there's like a 15 year old or a 14 year old girl in, in that, that, and I speak to her like in a crowd, there's nothing weird going on, but I'm talking to this girl. It's like an alien is talking to her. It's like, she's yeah. never had anyone this bald or this old speak to her before. Whereas my kids, they can talk to people of every age, very confidently and are very socially advanced. Yeah, that way. I think you so. know why it's because they are around those people all the time, every day, people of varying ages. It's, yeah. it's normal for them. They've become accustomed to talking to older people. Yeah, plus there's socially awkward people at public schools who never learn how to, I mean, there's just socially awkward people, and I think that has less to do with the environment than, because, like you said, there's co-ops, or a lot of homeschool parents are church-going parents, so they get socialized at church as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I went to public schools, and you know how many people I knew that they were still socially awkward to this day? A lot. A lot. Because. Yeah. Are we saying yeah. there's no socially awkward people in public school? Right. Are yeah. you kidding me? They have their own lunch table in some places. Yeah. I sat uh, at that lunch table. That may not have been a cool thing. Yeah. It was my lunch table. That's what I meant to do. Right. So. Yeah. Um, Mike Winger says, I thought the focus choice was a great decision. That will increase views. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. So, so they're the awkward thing. Uh, you're you're going to have that interaction if you're a part of a co-op. You're going to have it online. You're going to have. Now, here's, here's the thing. You, well, this gets us into the next point, the indoctrination issue. Mm. People are going to say, well, those people are indoctrinating their kids. In fact, to, to the degree that some people want to outlaw um, homeschooling in this nation, right? Um, and, and it's outlawed in some nations. Apparently. Yeah, Germany yeah. outlaws homeschooling. Germany. Well, so here, here's the thing about that. You're not going to like this. Every place you go for education, there's going to be some indoctrination. And some places are going to have lots of indoctrination in public education. And, and indoctrination is sometimes worse when the teachers aren't even aware that they're indoctrinating yeah. because that's, that's how indoctrination works the best is when the person isn't aware they're being indoctrinated and the, and the person presenting it may not even be aware that that's what's happening, but it's been handed down from on high. Yeah, but you can't, right? you can't, <laughs> yeah, but you can't scroll through a social media feed and not see something about some teacher, uh, more often in college than high school, but also happening a lot in public high schools or junior highs or grade schools where mm-hmm. there is outright social engineering and social agendas going on that have nothing to do with the major subjects of learning, right, that that they're shoving in these curriculums. And then you see that one weird uh, – I saw one today of some, some public school teacher shooting a water gun at an image of the president, like – like we should shoot the president. That's sending a message. Yeah, okay. I mean, come the, on. Here, here's the thing. That's think why about I'm like, this. school teachers don't aren't all that. Think about this. <laughs> um, first of all, the textbooks. So here, here's the thing. Earlier this year in January, the New York Times released an article where they took one of the major textbook distributors um, and showed that. Let's see. 
I'll put the link in the description. It's not there now. It should have been already there. But they took one of the major textbook distributors and found that the textbooks were different based on what state you're in. Um, so in California, there's, there's more stuff on the Second Amendment, whereas in Texas, there isn't. Um, same thing with LGBT type stuff and trans stuff and all that. Um, so it's, it's different. So do you think that maybe there's a worldview reason for wanting to do that? Actually, there's probably a capitalistic reason. Well, there's also local school that, board right. reasons why they want to be able to right. sell their books in certain markets. And they know that the local school boards sometimes, and this is why it's 2020, which means there's a presidential election this year. But let me tell everyone that if you know where the real politics happens in local school boards and local mayoral races and city councils and all, that's where real politics happen. Uh, all this, you know, that, that most of the things that people look to the federal government to blame for that's going on in their world is really a local government failure, not has anything to do with what goes on in Congress. So, so some local school boards in like rural counties, for example, are going to have a lot of Bible believing, evangelical, whatever, and they're not going to they're not going to approve of certain curriculum in their public schools. And so these public school textbook companies are not going to put that stuff that they don't think is going to allow their books to be used in certain public school zones because of the way that the demographics are shaped and the way uh, the politics of that particular area. And that's why they can the New York Times shows has this evidence Mm -hmm. To, to back that up. And that's why that happens, because they, they want to have their textbooks taught. But It's a they, product that's yeah, being sold. But if they want to sell their product in that particular school district. they sell what they're buying. Yeah. Right. You can't put the stuff that you put in California right. somewhere in rural Kentucky or West Virginia, because it's just not, they're just not. They're but not but, but here's the other thing. Even if the teacher isn't, like, let's imagine that you could have a public school system. And I think this was pretty well true of the school on the West side that my daughter went to. But let's say you could have you could you could remove all indoctrination as best you could like all worldview suggestions so that we're just teaching the subjects you can't teach as as an as educators i think we can say you can't teach a broad range of subjects that are supposed to interrelate in a cohesive way without worldview glue that sticks it together yeah but that's just the way it has to happen but braxton Everything's worldview related. Yeah. Two plus two equaling four is just a product of white male Western right. imperialism, and right. it's racist now. Don't you get it? So, I mean, when when logic and the law of non-contradiction is just one of many ways it's, you know, that we can think. We don't have to think that that's true, even though if you deny it, you run right into it. and you just It's a complete mess, but they're still saying this garbage. Yeah. You know, math is relative. Yeah, logic is real. It's logic. It's Western logic is an invention of the white Christian man because he knows he can prove Christianity with it, <laughs> with logic. Yeah, right, Aristotle so, was a yeah. Okay, but no, I'm just saying th- th- this. But this is what we're dealing with now, uh, where you have these are all worldview issues now. Right. So, so you, you everything they're gonna be the woke crowd. No, excuse me. The woke crowd saying the idiot woke crowd is going to say that. They're going to throw, no, it's, that's indoctrination too. Our public school textbooks, uh, wherever math is still taught, you know, that's imperialistic indoctrination that needs to go too, or at least needs to be tempered with other ways, modes of thinking about math and, you know, all this other stuff. So you can't really, you can't really get away from indoctrination, but now the in, the criticism of indoctrination against homeschoolers they're criticizing the systems of education in the secular fields now so that charge you know more sane secularists are going to accuse christian parents of indoctrination but the insane secularists are now accusing all other secularists in the public arena of indoctrination that's not insane they are they are indoctrinating it's yeah. even if no, it's I'm not saying, no i'm saying the insane secularists are now uh, the the reasonable are, are now accusing the reasonable secularists of indoctrination oh, yeah. you know well here, here's the thing that i want to say about this let me nutshell it for you because i don't know if this has been clear what should be clear is anywhere you go there's going to be indoctrination even if it's unintended if you had the best school that you could have where you've tried to control for this, your kid in that school is going to make friends. The, the friends at the lunch table can say whatever they want, and they're going to spout a lot of worldview stuff. Just think, atheist, his best friend or her best friend could be a loud-mouthed, leather-lunged, red-faced, fundamentalist Christian. 
Now he's going to, and he thinks that, and maybe he thinks that kid is cool. Not likely, but maybe he thinks that kid is cool. And that kid every day is giving him Christian stuff. That's his big influence. That is an unintentional, perhaps, well, unintended by the school, intended by the fundamentalist kid, yeah. d- uh, form of indoctrination. Anywhere you go, that's, you know, there's a reason that every right. parent should know. You need to be careful who your ki- friend, kids are friends with. Right. Because if you homeschool, oh, you could do this in Christian school to a lesser degree than homeschool. Um, but in homeschool, you get to control what your kids' influences are. So, yeah, they're indoctrinated in the sense that you're teaching them what you believe is true about the nature of, the re- of reality. But here's two things. Number one, the fact is, if I've got a choice, either I can teach my kid and I can say parents can teach their kids what they think is true or we let the government teach them what they think is true. I'd rather have the parent teaching the kid what they think is true. Yeah. And you should, too. Yeah. You should want that, too. And then secondly, you can control who your kids' influences are, who they're hanging out with. And in that way, you can prevent unintentional indoctrination. And, uh, and Yeah, because let, let's think about this for the, for, for the atheist. Because, like you said, your, your atheist kid that you're trying to raise with the atheist worldview gets, becomes buddies with the fundamentalist Christian who, who tells him all of this stuff about religion. And, of course, kids are naturally going to be somewhat mischievous and rebellious. And so who, who are they going to think smarter, their buddy at school who's super cool even though he believes in Jesus, or their parents who are fuddy-duddy atheists? Right. And so out of rebellion, <laughs> they're going to become Christians just to make you mad, just the same way that little uh, preacher's kids sometimes go off the, you know— in the left field and become like the weird mystic Wiccans or atheists or whatever, just to irritate their parents. It happens both ways, you know, it can. So Susan Morales says, what is fun? What is a fundamentalist? Well, a fundam- if we're talking about like etymologically, like what, what is the, what do we real, what do Christians mean? Or what did they originally mean by fundamentalist is you accept certain fundamentals of the faith, right? Um, like the, the, the resurrection for sure, the bodily resurrection, the virgin birth, uh, um, some would inspiration, include in, authority of yeah, inspiration, authority of scripture, things like that. The Trinity, Th- these are non-negotiables basically. So you're a fundamentalist. If you accept these fundamentals and different people have different numbers or numbers of fundamentals. Well, originally this there became was a five part of a social, this became a part of a, mm-hmm. a bigger ball of wax so that fundamentalism in America today, um, and perhaps around the world. But f- when you talk about fundamentalist Christians, people think of a stereotype which is really a straw man in most cases of uh, basically a hardcore, really hardcore, strict, legalistic, uh, anti-science form of Christianity. Yeah, but that's right. the caricature. That's the caricature. Yeah. But but uh, an earned and, one. And oh, and by the in way, some cases, a lot of one. atheists, if you'll watch, apparently did grow up in that kind of fundamentalist something approximating that, and then when they become atheists. They're, they're now still fundamentalists, but they're atheists, and now that's all they attack is, like, hardcore young earth, Kent Hovine, Ken Ham type stuff, and, uh, and that sort of thing. And so when, you, when, when they challenge you with this and, and you try to have a conversation, they, they try to hold you to their fundamentalist Christianity. Yeah. Uh, just some stuff. But a lot of there. a lot of secularists also homeschool their children as well. So a lot of times people think homeschooling gets stereotyped as a Christian thing, but it's it's not. There are public That's right, it's not necessarily yeah. Christian. And there are public school teachers whose their own kids are either in A private school or B homeschooled. Those people exist too, by the way. And by, and all of the all of your favorite politicians who want more funding for public education, guess where their kids go? Either homeschooled with tutors or private schools or whatever yet they'll get up on the they won't send their own kids to a public school Mm -hmm. no way but but they'll scream about how they care about the kids and they want more public school funding but they'd never send their kids there punchbowl haircut says despite all the kerfluffle about the folk and it was quite a kerfluffle um it's cool that you got a dslr actually we've had one for a while we just didn't know how to make it work this way so hopefully um hopefully we can figure it out and and fine-tune things um so yeah, so so this uh, indoctrination, the kids can indoctrinate other kids for sure, and I, I just rather have, if if there's going to be indo- indoctrination going, we're playing fast and loose by the way with indoctrination. I'm teaching my kids what I think is true. Yeah. Am I indoctrinating my kids to believe that uh, African Americans are of equal value as white Americans? Am I indoctrinating them with that, 
Well, kind of, but I hope they accept that that's true, that, that black people yeah. are just as valuable as white people. It's a scare word. That's yeah, but, what it is. But, but just going by the neutral definition of the term, instilling yeah. doctrine. Right. You know? you're, you're instilling doctrine. Yes, I'm indoctrinating. Everyone in, that teaches anything is indoctrinating in that sense. Right. So here, here's, what I, here's what I want you to be prepared for. I want you to be prepared when you're talking to people to, number one, if you're now homeschooling, don't be elitist about it. Recognize the value that there is for some people who can't in the public school. And uh, we can brag on a lot of teachers who are really sacrificially doing this because they love kids and they could get paid a whole lot more and they have to put up with a lot. And, um, uh, and some public schools are doing great. So all of that is really important. When it comes to the success rate, um, remember, uh, homeschool kids do really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> they do really, really good. So academically, yeah, let's not worry about that. In fact, that's even across different homeschooling styles and strategies of doing uh, homeschool. Um, when it comes to social interaction, it doesn't have to be the case that they're awkward. In fact, what I've seen in my own life and in the lives of my kids and in the lives of a lot of other people who know homeschool is these kids come out a bit socially advanced insofar as they aren't just able to talk to people who have the same, who are the same age as they are and have the same interests that they do. They can talk to a broad range of people. And guess what? They say, yes, sir. And no, sir. And yeah, yes, they have better and no, ma'am. Um, and not my kids my when it comes to indoctrination. <laughs> well, they do with other people. They'll say yes, sir, to you. They won't say it to me. Then. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they say yes, sir, to me. Um, and then when it comes to indoctrination, okay, yeah, we are indoctrinating in the most bare bones sense of the term, but everyone is indoctrinating. Uh, that's teaching anything. And if you think that it, here's the thing, what has the, the public school system will always teach or will always have the flavor of whatever is the predominant worldview perspective of the culture of the culture framers at the time. Mm -hmm. And so public school system used to have a very strong Protestant Christian flavor. Um, and then as the decades rolled on, secular humanists kind of um, became a big voice among, uh, you know, the, the people controlling thought and, and education and things like that. And so now we basically have the flavor of secular humanism. And so it's no surprise to me that you'll have atheists and others talking about how we definitely need kids in public school and you'll have Christians saying we need to homeschool. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that there's this big, I'm not trying to highlight the culture war, but there is very much a worldview issue at play there. Yeah, I want to say secular humanists more than just atheists, because in fairness to a lot of atheists, they want people to believe that Christianity is false, but they don't want to make Christianity illegal, or they don't, they, they don't want to tell people they can't homeschool their kids. Now, secular humanists, well, that's their agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, they are into social engineering, which is why I always get nervous when, when uh, I hear atheists like Matt Dillahunty, for example, and say, well, atheism is not a worldview. My worldview is humanism, right? Oh, nonsense. Yeah. Well, that's nonsense. Atheism anyway. is a worldview, but I get nervous about humanism because of their... Uh, they're somewhat totalitarian fascist tendencies. You're, you're saying, you're saying we know it's better for you. Take your medicine. Secular you know? humanism is more of a orbed worldview. Yeah. Whereas atheism in the lack of belief in God sort of way, some might say is not a worldview and they might say that, but guess what? It is an aspect of your worldview. What you believe about the fundamental nature of reality um, is, is a, is a big deal in terms of what effect, what the effects it has in your worldview. Mm -hmm. It may be one lack of belief that is in your worldview. But that one lack of belief leads to the likelihood that you will have per, uh, similar perspectives with other atheists on a variety of things. Atheism is not monolithic. I get that. But we did a study on this and we found, uh, we, I'm sorry, we did an episode on this and we looked at some studies and, and we showed that according to pre Pew research data, if you're an atheist, even in the lack of belief sense, you're much more likely to believe that abortion um, is is uh, should be, should be legal at uh, at a very liberal range of stages. Um, you're you're more likely to have uh, what we would expect to be you know liberal or um, whatever you want to call it about human sexuality. Um, I, I don't have the wording of it right in front of me. Uh, you're likely to accept evolution. Hey, like almost all of you, um, you're likely to. I forget what all of them were, but there was a whole range of things that yeah any of us would have guessed but if you're an atheist it's something like in the 85 to 90 something percentile depending on the issue right. that you're that okay and so again, is it a worldview yeah. basically yeah and again in general not counting for every exception rob uh, bob price is in 
atheist Jesus mythicist who goes to church and votes for Trump. So, uh, again, we're not if the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it. But in general, atheists typically have the same bucket of beliefs in a pail that they all can carry around together. For the, 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 there yeah. are fundamentals. Right. Yes, <laughs> right. fundamentalists. Yeah, you fundamentalists. Um, but anyway, we love our atheist audience. Thank you all for being here. Now, here's the thing: we're coming down to the end of this, and I hope that this will be helpful in giving some people some things to say if you're beginning to homeschool. Yeah. Um, and he, and I think some of what we said can even be helpful for people that are secular homeschoolers. Although we want you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ become a Christian homeschooler. Now, let me go ahead and share my hand. I kind of did a moment ago and said it's no surprise to me that skeptics want kids in uh, public school and Christians, a lot of Christians want homeschool um, because there is a worldview and a culture issue going on there. And I do think that while I don't ever disparage anyone for sending their kids to public school, you and send I kids. send one of my kids to public <laughs> right. school, um, got one foot in that world. I do think that kids being homeschooled um, because there's going to be a lot of Christians that will do that and then have a more direct influence over their own kids. I think it could lead to an absolute revival in uh, America, and I hope that that um, happens. Now, uh, there actually have been studies done on even Christian kids. I forget the name of the organization. It's like the Nehemiah Project or something. I don't know anything about it. If it's got some horrible thing behind it, then. But what I read in this article was saying that this Nehemiah Project studies the worldviews of kids that are Christian kids who's, who are willingly involved in the study, and they have a more socialist and more and more secular humanist. Uh, views of certain issues uh, after they've been in, home, uh, in public school for a certain amount of time. So this there is some intentional or unintentional, some secularizing going on. And I mean, you know, you can even see this in your own kids if you put your kids in public school. And so um, now oh, oh, there's a question. Did, OK, yes. Uh, Robert Price, uh, I think it was in his. De- I didn't know that either until his debate. I think it was with Bart Ehrman where he talked about, I'm voting for Trump, and, you know, I go to church, and all this other stuff. Yeah, um, you can find that debate. I think it's the debate he had with uh, Bart Ehrman that didn't Matt Dillahunty moderate that debate? Yep. Yeah, is in that debate. Mm-hmm. So find out all kinds of interesting stuff that, about. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of questions here, Pritchett, because I see that there is a discussion going on in the yeah, what chat. Need us for? They've been arguing for a while. Um well, let me uh, just about okay. transgender stuff, I think. Or well, something. Uh, yeah, on our way out, let me just uh, break I, it down, Pritchett. Yeah. Break it down into the Full House episode. Okay, yes. You're Bob, Bob Saget. In our experience, and public school, charter school, private Christian school, and homeschooling, mm-hmm. I can say that in my experience, because we're talking about lived in experiences, and those are valid, by golly, right? Yep. Ours we don't are just, too. yeah, ours are. Um, charter schools are better than public schools, period, in my my experience. Christian, I tried to start, you don't even know this. I tried to start one one time. Oh, really? Yeah. Private, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get private Christian schools are better than charter schools, period. Mm-hmm. Homeschooling is far and away better than private Christian school, period. But. On average, unless you're just a terrible parent. Right. Right. But. I do think that there is a way that the best of homeschool instruction could be brought to the church, uh, and you could call that a private Christian school if you want to. There's ways to make private Christian schools as good as homeschooling uh, that I think are viable, and I think it's something the church really should look at and make it free for all the children of their members. Oh, I'd love that. Um, yeah. Hey, Pritchett, you got a fan? For Because there are people that can't afford to, to, to do it. Just want to say Pritchett is my hero. Oh, man, thanks. Hey, that's something you and I both yeah. have in common, Benjamin. Wow. Um, Means more from and him, thank you though, for the- because... Because he gave us money. <laughs> yeah, okay. I bought, um, no, I take you did buy me a Diet Coke the other day. I've bought you all kinds of stuff. You bought me some stuff, too. Yeah. Um, all right, so... What, what, yeah... Here's a, here's the last thing that, that you you summed us up. You were yeah. the end of the full house moment. But I, yeah. but one thing that I don't want to forget to say is when I watch some of the videos of atheists and skeptics who have come out of like they were homeschooled growing up, and now they're and and now they they are upset about it because they were the the oracles of evolution were kept hidden from them. Um, the 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 <laughs> thing the, the thing is. Um, it's like they all think that Abeka books, which is a major 
Christian independent Christian. Baptist from Pensacola, uh, Christian, whatever. Um, that that's the only thing there is or something. Cause that's what they had. Yeah. I had a Becca books and in Christian school, I had a Becca books, but I had other, uh, stuff too. And right now as we're teaching our kids, Sarah, for the first few years of the kids, uh, schooling, she got simply Charlotte Mason, which is like from the 1800s. And they got to read like some of the great books and things yeah. like that. Um, but you can mix and match. You're not stuck. That's the great thing about homeschooling. You've been liberated from following one set of things handed down from on high. You can go find the books for various things that you that you think work. And um, so, so I don't want you to do this, but even if you were a secularist, that stuff's out there too for homeschoolers who are secularists. Yeah. But there are stuff. There's stuff from William Lane Craig. There's stuff from um, yeah. There, there's all kinds of stuff. You can really do this all a cart. Yeah, and that's the beauty of of homeschool. Uh, see, p- when people first get into homeschool, the thing to do is to talk to people who've done it, not for a little bit, but for a lot of bit, because there's a lot of options out there. And the best thing to do is pick the best of all of it. So you don't necessarily have to dismiss a Becca because they're bad in one area when they may be fantastic in another area. And so you need to look closely at these curriculums and they're going to want to sell you and it's going to be cheaper to buy a whole big bundle of here's your seventh grade everything, right? Don't fall for it. Look around and if you're getting into this, look around and put together the best curriculum possible in every subject matter that you can find out and there are plenty of forums to go find that information i did give you money but it's probably undermined because i'm catholic no way uh uh-uh, uh-uh. you have have you not if i'm your hero you know better than to say that also braxton has a nicer voice than i do take that as you will <laughs> thank you he does he <laughs> he has the voice and the face i narrated a audio podcast i narrated a documentary that will yeah. never come out Yes, I heard it. I heard what you said. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, listen, this has been fun. We've enjoyed it. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you all for showing up. Um, and listen, uh, any I've got, words? Yeah, sure? I've got more to say about this. I'm going to try to get my buddy Miguel Benitez to come on to Trinity Radio Extra, and then you'll get the free willing, no Braxton Hunter to, to watch my mouth for me. Uh, we'll go off on public schools and, and, and private schools hey. and homeschool. We'll go off on all of it, and it'll be unfiltered, and there's a lot to say about Trinity it. Trinity so. Radio Extra, our second yeah. channel, is linked in the uh, description of this video. Would you do me a favor and just go over there and subscribe if you haven't done that yet? <laughs> and if you haven't subscribed here, would you go ahead and do that too? Right. Um, it really helps us out. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you've been here for more than five minutes, you've enjoyed something or else you wouldn't have stayed for five minutes. Yeah, the other people they're talking so, to. That's fine too. Yeah, you'll be notified every community. time we go live. You can come back and argue, argue with them more. Argue with these people again yeah. about trans stuff and whatever's your thing. Yeah. So, all right. Um, enjoy this. Check out Trinity Radio Extra. If you, if you can, homeschool your kids. And if you do, do it right. And with that, we'll see you next time on Trinity Radio.